If you could be any toy that you wanted, what would it be? An iPod. This Punisher toy. I, uh, a slink. What is up? Man, I was very excited to do this podcast. That answer just went so many different directions. Amber, <laughs> yeah. Amber, Amber. What'd she choose? An she, iPad. She went with an iPod. Does iPod. that count as a toy? iPod. It's, it's It basically counts as a toy. That's a huge stretch. Well, I mean, every kid has one now, and it's like required for every two-year-old to have an iPad. I'm going to search up the definition of a toy. Okay. okay, you do that in that while. I went with Slinky. Why? A classic toy. Because you can just like slink around everywhere imagine <laughs> you already going down do that now. imagine going down the stairs as slinky have you ever put a slinky down the stairs yeah amazing amazing work is that how you want to spend your day yeah okay if you're an ipad Toy. you just sit there noun an object for a child to play with typically a model or a miniature replica of something yeah um it's a something that a child can play with a child can play with an ipad and it's a model think replica of, it like of a computer think of it like this if you go to target right or Walmart, whatever. Go to the toy section. Are you going to go to the toy section and find an iPad? Yeah, you will. Mm. They have those. Ha- they no, have- you're going to go to the technology section. Yeah. No, no. They have they have those leap fa- leapfrog. Leapfrog. Uh- <laughs> well, then you should have said the leapfrog tablet. <laughs> no, but they have a bunch of different companies now of like, like um, tablets. Wrong. Tablets. Wrong. Wrong. Listen, I just wanted to win. Second week in a row where you abused the question. Abused. No, no. That was Shamir last week. Yeah, I abused week. it last time. You did. Wait, yeah. so would you go with the Punisher toy? Yeah. What's the Punisher toy? So uh, there's this like YouTube channel. It's called like Fail Toys, right? And I had this Punisher toy when I was younger. And like there's like a gun thing that comes that out of its like chest. sounds like an inappropriate toy. It it's very inappropriate. Oh, you want to play with the Punisher? <laughs> <laughs> and like this little cannon comes out of his like oh. crotch area. Oh. Yeah. What? But it's like the Punisher from Mo- the Marvel superheroes. No. Yeah. Boy. But like, Aisha. I'll show you to you guys after. Yo, Hi, what's Aisha. up, Aisha? Thanks for ruining our podcast. Aisha, what's if you could be any toy, what would it be? Yeah. Any toy? Yeah, hurry yeah. up. You got five seconds. Five, Connect four, four, three. What'd you say? Connect four. Connect four? Yeah. See, that's a fun toy. I consider that a game, not a toy. Yeah, though. it's not like a toy. It's better than, you can't talk. It's what? better than <laughs> what? I like that iPad. Okay. I liked mine. That was a, that was a pretty good one. All right. Well. I'll show it to you guys after. It's very inappropriate. Do you have it? Not with me anymore, but I used to. Do you, sh- do you show it to all the ladies you bring over? Or? So, a wait, toy? so hold on. Let me understand. So, what comes out of its crotch area? A gun? Yeah, it, it's supposed to turn into like a cannon. Like, it's like a transformer. You know how Why is it ever like, so invested turn in into something? <laughs> and then, but it's like a cannon. She's that like, where out. do you get it? How much is it? <laughs> <laughs> all right. But Sorry yeah. for another for weird intro. Sorry people. about that, guys. Uh, you are listening to Strange Flavors. This is brought to you by Alif Theory. My name is Faraz. My name is uh, Huefe, aka Shimmer. <laughs> My name is Amber. <laughs> um, thank you guys for tuning in. I mean, click. I mean, swiping in. Tapping. Swiping. We're done tapping. with tuning. No, no there's, there's, there's a no bunch. Tuning. Someone no, might ta- be tuning in though. They're tapping. Somebody in. in this world is tuning. How how do you tune into? Something? You cannot tune. You can. There's no more tuning. Tuning. In. There's no radio station. Let me look at the definition of tune. Oh, go ahead. my God. Um, you guys, if you want to email us or send us your music, um, our email is strangeflavorspodcast at gmail.com. You can send us any questions you have or um, any concerns, any comments, any stories if you want to recommend a guest. And, of course, if you're a producer, a rapper, a country singer, a yodeler, um, you can send your music and we'll be sure to play it 
in um, one of our transitions or our outro. All right. Definition of tune. Number four, verb. Adjust or adapt to something, to a particular purpose or situation. So they can be tuning in. But you're not adjusting to it. You're like just going in it. You're yeah. tapping in. Yeah, you're tapping in. That's not tuning. Tuning. You're not so like tuning. turning you're a adjust, dial. You're adjusting your purpose to that. Sure. For the sake of ending <laughs> yeah, this spiritually conversation. Spiritually, you're tuning in. Yeah, you're tuning in. Actually, that's the thing. Like when the teacher says like, okay, everybody tune in. Yeah, tune in. Like walk to the TV. You're not like You had a teacher in. say tune in. No, but even like TV. A, teacher, a, a teacher said tune that in. to you before? Yeah, I don't know. No, she called me a Looney Tune. That's what I'm getting confused, <laughs> okay. actually. Right, I was going to say. Um, yeah, also we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter if you want to follow us and keep up with our contests and things like that. Um, and YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube, what's up? Shout out to you. Thank you shout for subscribing. Out, um, we got some shows coming up. Our last two shows, uh, the last ones have been really fun. Uh, April 19th, we'll be at UMBC. That's this Thursday, and April 26th, we will be at Hartford Community College. Back in the country land, you know what I mean? Oh, Bel Air. Great time. Bel Air's not even that country. You like make me seem like I'm like some hillbilly, bro. Bro, the songs you've been listening to, fam, lately? Yeah, Frosty was the so Yoda much really country put me music. On that. Like, no, you've been listening you've to been before. You've been listening to country music. I know, but it's good. Like, it. There's there's a certain mood for everything. I mean, country, country music. Has no, a mood. country music is cool. Like I don't I'm mind not, country yeah. music, but that's all you listen to in the car. Well, it makes me feel there. good. Like there's and, not a. And I feel like the reason is because of your environment. I think you that's do it why. just to annoy us, to be honest. Like I want to go to one of those country uh, festivals where they're everybody's wearing plaid, having a boots, good time, some and the hats, some short He's short jeans, have the, sh- short, the strong mouth, strong cowboy hat. Honestly, Yo, like wearing cowboy cult- hats is so That's cultural fun. appropriation, bro. Wow. All, all of them probably don't do that. Is that why you did that in Texas? What? You did it too? <laughs> <laughs> but dude, it's fun. Um, yo, this this last show that we went to, uh, U- University of Maryland College Park. So we've been doing this show uh, for a while. Well, I was in high school when I first started going there. It was, they said they gave us like some really good shout outs over there. Yeah. Like they yeah. were. Um, I wish they had like OG pictures. They had a yeah. slideshow and they had you guys on every page. Yeah. yeah from since since 20 what? 14, 15, 15, 15, 20, 15, 15. But yeah. actually it's been back since like 2012 or 13 that um, I've been going there. And uh, they didn't have cameras back then. That's why they didn't no. show the pictures. Yeah. Actually, that cricket <laughs> one that they were showing, I was at that one, too. And I thought oh, at dang. the time that it was pretty whack. But um, yeah, because they played cricket at the first uh, event that they had. But no, College Park, it's always so much fun. And yesterday was, um, or two days ago, it was a great time. Uh, we even shot like a, a part of our music video, which you'll be seeing soon That's there. And everybody was really hyped for it. Um, one of the coolest moments out of like everything that, um, you know, happened during that show, that, during that whole performance, was actually um, a good friend of ours, Sanjay. And he has been i've i've seen him since i've been performing there since i was in high school and he was one of the pr- first people that came up to me and was like yo like it's really dope what you're doing and everything and i saw him again and i was like hey what's going on sanjay and the first thing he said to me was like dude i love the podcast yeah like that's the first thing he said to me awesome. and that was like the most like heartwarming thing honestly because you know a lot of people will talk about our parodies and like yeah. everything else that we do and of course that's the stuff that goes you know that gets yeah, big and but this is know. like something very small and like a yeah. particular set and of the people. fact that like you have to you have to tune, tune in, in right tune in you have to you have to listen for like an hour and um he said that he had like 
he was never into that kind of stuff before but he was commuting to new jersey and so it was hours long and he was like i was getting tired of my music playlist actually the same way i got into podcasting but um he was like you know what i'm gonna give it a shot and he listened to one episode and he's like i was hooked yeah and sanjay if you're listening to this like dude thank you thank so you much, thank so you, much. this means a ton you. and everybody else like sanjay that's listening um that gave us a shot like this yeah. means the world also, and we're almost on 50 episodes yeah which, and also crazy. like you know if you have a friend that like might be into podcasting or like tired of their music just like you know share it anyone who has a long commute anyone yeah. who you know wants to and you guys can like enjoy <laughs> join the conversation you know? for yeah. sure yeah and and respond to us and let us know you know what you think of our guests our interesting strangers that we bring on and um who you, you think we should all have my friends swag amber's back on that vibe um yeah so we've been uh we've been having a lot of different guests on but like what we've been kind of really taking interest in is what like personality types right yeah we recently like took a test Mm -hmm. and like i forgot it was like a a, a anagram anagram it was eclectic energies yeah eclectic eclectic energies energies yeah and it's like different personality types and i think like our whole squad took it and we all had like different personality types which is crazy yeah because it I think how many it, of them are there nine nine yeah. Yeah. yeah so if you've ever heard anybody say like you're a type seven personality type eight personality yeah. like that's what they're referring to yeah. most of the time it's like a big test yeah right so yeah it was awesome that like out of our squad like we all had like different types and i think that's what makes like a good dynamic of a friend group right yeah right is just different types of personalities because you guys all um it was funny because i got a type eight (laughs) (laughs) which like is you know frost is very super dominant like like, does not allow any other authority to be alpha alpha as hell has so many layers doesn't like to let anybody and the funny thing is like i got that Everybody knew I was going to get that. And everybody does an eye roll. Like, everybody is sending me those gifts of, like... Do you want to know why they were we were so giving mad. an eye roll? They were mad that I got what they thought that I was going to get. No, we were giving you an eye roll because you were you were proud to see that you were an eight. <laughs> Yo, high key, high key, here's the thing about it, okay? All the other ones, like, they're so negative. Like, yeah. oh, like, you are you get very emotional. You get depressed. You do this. And then it's just like, yo, take over the world. Like, you got this, fam. <laughs> like, that's the type eight. It's like, Literally. hey, I feel good to be an eight. What's wrong no, with that? No, because when I read eight, I see all the negatives in that, too. But then you have Name to. Name one. I think um, you. Amber? In entirety. This Amber, round you two. have to stop this. Round two. <laughs> this is the second week. I had an I, <laughs> I had an alarm on. I'm so sorry. Amber. Okay, listen. Bring our podcast. Um, listen. Whoa. What I was saying is that basically in all these personality types, right? There's going to be a negativity that you're going to see when you don't understand it personally. Like in mine, I didn't think there was any negative things. It was talking about how you have an entrepreneurial spirit and how you have like you're very networky and this and that. And there's some negative things in there, but that doesn't overpower. No, for sure. There's there's positives that. and negatives to all of them. But what like Shamir and I were discussing for a while was like when you are an unhealthy version of that type and a healthy version of it. So like, you know how like the bottom of the type eight was pretty much saying like you get aggressive, you get very angry, you get very emotional. So like that I can totally see when I was growing up, like when I'm a little kid, right? That was me. I was Mm -hmm. super like rage monster, getting mad at everything. I would cry over anything. Mm -hmm. And then it's like the more that you develop and the more experiences you have and the more that you find yourself, right? Right. It's about recognizing your weaknesses. Once you recognize that like, okay, maybe I'm like too dumb, I have a dominant personality. I'm too aggressive. I'm too bossy, this and that. 
then you sort of like you can control that right. and you become a healthy version of that and then it's like i can't remember the last time i was like angry you know what i mean like so in all of these there's like a healthy version of that and and maybe you'll you'll uh sway between an unhealthy and healthy mm-hmm. version as you grow up as you like mold into and just like are. lifestyle like things that happen in life like you're gonna have to like your personality is gonna go with whatever you're dealing with yeah right. so however and your situation you. changes exactly like your type I feel your like type could change right you said changes. that i feel like that i think it could i think that like Based it also helps you like realize it too because one major thing it was saying about mine was that like you spread yourself thin and that you distract yourself with too many things and like i can totally see how i do that in my life yeah like, like your, so like your phone ringing that, during a podcast like, <laughs> basically totally that, yeah. no but there's like so many qualities in there that i feel like anybody if they like got that they'd be like oh yeah that's so me like a zodiac sign, yeah like right? I feel like it's very Reading similar to that. Except for mine, like I feel like it a lot of it was like me. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like nobody else could have that. But the test I have to say, the test is good. The test is good. Because yeah. a lot of these quizzes, like uh, you know, if you take like, oh, what Disney princess am I, right? There's like different options where it's like strongly agree, agree, neutral, disagree, strongly disagree. And for those tests, I find myself towards the middle of all of them because I'm like, ah, I don't I don't know if I'm strongly agree, I don't know if I strongly disagree. Yeah. But for this one, it gave you like yes, no, and I don't know. No, yes, yes no, it was, or it like was agree, disagree, like and like partly. Okay. Yeah, something like that. But it was like for this, I zoomed through it. I was like yes, no, no, yes. Like I knew like oh, this is me, this is not me, or like you know what? Sometimes. Yeah. But it wasn't like it wasn't as situational based because a lot of these tests, it's like well, if it's if you're thinking of this, or when I'm taking these tests, sometimes like if I know it says like oh i love to eat uh mediterranean food then i know i'm gonna get jasmine right you know yeah. it like you know exactly who you're gonna get or you're taking a spongebob test and it's like are you really stingy with money okay well i don't feel like getting mr crab so i'm just gonna say that i'm not yeah you know? yeah exactly so with this it's like you don't really know but you know who you are right. so you can you know agree disagree but it's an awesome test like it was yeah. it was fun I to just, figure that I out i just didn't like my negative aspects you had a lot of negativity a lot a lot of it wasn't what, what type were you Type four. Type four. And do you remember what the title of that was? Yeah, it was individualist. Yeah, mine was the challenger. What was yours? I don't know. Well, you were type seven. She was assigned type seven. She was assigned. I was. I was assigned because I got three, but it. My follow up was seven. I mean, with anything, I guess you take it with a grain of salt. Like obviously, we aren't exactly what this. I'm butthurt by this exam. So, but it's 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 like it's a good it's a good way to like analyze yourself and see where you. Yeah think that you stand yeah because it's based off of what you think of yourself right yeah so that's pretty right. cool what do you think what type is mark zuckerberg um three robot none he's a robot i think this man's like an android and not even human so what's going on with him lately dude he's been questioned by like the senate you know remember like a couple episodes ago i was like talking about how like um i was talking to my mom about sunglasses yeah and like I got ads on Facebook right. about And that's sunglasses. literally what the senators were asking, yeah. right? They were like asking like, oh, would you tell us about where you stayed, like what hotel you stayed at? He was like, oh, I wouldn't be comfortable saying that. And then a uh, senator asked, uh, who are the last 10 people you talked to? He's like, I'm not comfortable saying that. And he was like, that's exactly why you're here because he was releasing that information but on other people. To be fair, the senators also didn't have a good understanding of the internet just generally because they were asking ridiculous things like how do you keep up a platform that's free as if advertisements hasn't been online forever and how that's not like a money-making thing. And yeah. Like, 
I feel like they were trying, but like they weren't like well rehearsed on what they should be asking. Definitely. You know the most messed up part of all of this? What? Why was Mark Zuckerberg sitting in a booster seat? That's what I want to know. He was sitting in a booster seat. And what do you mean? You know, it was a boost. He was a seat. It okay. was designed for the chair. What do you mean it was designed? For like the chair? it fit in the chair perfectly. Like it, it had curvatures. Why does the... he need a booster seat? Dude. Is he a baby? No, he's maybe an android. I'm telling you. Maybe it's to like, you no, know, he's maybe a, he's a type eight like you and he just needs to feel in control. He's a robot. Type, Fine, eight, type eight would never use a booster seat. Mm, Robots do. I'd be laying back with my feet up. Guys. That's not true. Bro, yeah, bro. I'd be like, yo, what's good, Senate? Like, if, if Facebook, like, if, if I'm in. And he doesn't know how to drink water. Did you see how he drank water? Oh my God. That's really? everybody who drinks water. <laughs> how was he drinking of, it? He was like, I don't know. He was just like, his eyes open. And like, it was just so weird. Like he That's, was just like they do that with Donald Trump too when he drinks water. He drinks it very. He holds the water bottle with cups. both hands. Yeah, that's true. He's like, it's like a crane. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's weird. Mark Zuckerberg is a robot, and those literally like, he would smile the same exact like angle, like you know how like when you smile normally it's like different. Smile. Was that like, like an like, acute or obtuse? Um, I'd say it's acute. Okay. Because, you know, robots do have acute smiles, right? But, like, humans, we have obtuse, acute. Sometimes they, like, change, right? It ver <laughs> it, there's variations, right? But it was the same angle, and then, like, it'd go down. And then, like, when someone says something, he'd go... And it's, like, literally the same exact yeah. face. I think something that we should talk about, you know, going into our guest today. Um, did you guys see the situation with Priyanka Chopra? She um, did an interview. It was... Um, I think about on the day of uh, the gap pay with women and she was talking about how there's a huge gap in the amount of money that's offered to women versus a man in roles. But then she brought up this idea about how or this thing that happened to her last year in 2017 about how um, she was looking for a role and that her manager didn't want to tell her or her agent didn't want to tell her that they didn't want to cast her because she was brown and then they had to come up with like a backstory as to why and then oh so like what you're saying is that they wanted to choose like maybe a white person because they don't have to like maybe go like back a into white the person or a black person or somebody who that they don't have to explain yeah, too the, much of because like if it was why a brown person there. then like right. they would have to go like oh she's probably indian like in the she was writing saying or yeah something like that. how how, the, how they have to explain a backstory of why she's there like what's mm. the purpose of her being there versus that kind of make sense no mm. i don't uh, think at the so. same time they don't have to you know like that's it's, how you would normalize bro. it, like, yeah, like you would, oh, no right, you okay. would normalize a person. They don't have to and, say why she came. Or, okay. Do yeah, you, like, why do you have to go from scratch and be like, oh, the reason why this brown person is here? Like in America, like you, it could be a brown person, it could be a Chinese person, it could be whatever person. True. You know, and so I think that's how you would make steps to normalize it, and that's what she was talking about. How like we need to have these roles and have these people do these more common roles and not so stereotypical so roles normal. so because the questions normal. that people still get is like even when they're born and raised here even if they're like second third generation sometimes a first question that you know a white person may ask um somebody of color is like oh where are you from right yeah and then but where are you really from or like where are your parents from or like you know what's so it's it's also the fact that they don't necessarily know how to ask it but if they saw on tv enough that like Oh, it's just an American or whatever. Yeah, and it yeah. wasn't explained. Because then when, by explaining it, then you're saying that every single person of color like came from somewhere. You put and them then, in another category. And then that gives them more like, uh, I guess, curiosity to do the same thing with anybody that they meet 
in person so they'll continue doing the same thing yeah whereas the other way if they just see that okay she's a normal american then they might treat somebody in real life like Like, did you guys watch baywatch with her in it yeah they didn't really correct me if i'm wrong they didn't explain why she was in that role right and i still think that she did great in that role and it made sense for why she was there she just did it and it happened i think that's if there was more more roles like that that just normalized it it, it, it would make it more easier for day-to-day conversations when people see you and they see it on tv it becomes normal and that's how she was talking about how in movies they need to have stronger female actors too like the reason why we can't there people aren't looking for strong female roles in these movies because they don't think that they're selling Hmm. and so when you we as consumers have to go and want those things and go watch them in theaters so that it can come back around and we do cast these strong female roles that's interesting but also like hollywood is they're very scared to take risks even though they do take a bunch of risks at the same time like with stupid movie ideas but when it comes to like race and all these other issues all of a sudden becomes taboo yeah like it's like whoa like let's not go there it's like bro i want to see you know some brown females that'd be cool true yeah well let's further this conversation about diversity um with our guest today uh it's uh four diverse girls who are highlighting a different perspective on beauty um it's a group called rungde and they'll explain what that means. Um, and specifically, they focus on the intersection between diversity and beauty. So uh, with us is going to be uh, talking on the behalf of them is Sneha and Amrita. And actually, like after the uh, podcast was over, we had some really interesting conversations about how they are themselves very open minded and not only using their South Asian backgrounds um, to understand each other and, and put on for their behalf, but like go outside and, and explore with like Africans and and East Asians and all types of people and even Sneha even though that they're all um, Hindu they they mentioned Sneha uh, jokingly people say that she's 10% Muslim because she's takes a lot of interest in in that kind of stuff so like it's that open-mindedness that um, is really cool about this group and yeah they're gonna be talking about it and uh, why it's important to them so everybody please welcome Rande Like I've never actually met a Sneha before, wow. so it's like that's like Snaily and Neha. <laughs> <laughs> so that extra letter, you know, yeah. really makes the difference. Yeah. Okay, so we're here with Sneha and Amrita, and you brought the squad with you. Yeah, yeah. of course. Who's awesome. sitting over there? Can we get a whoop whoop? Week. The whole squad did not participate. Yeah. 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 You said Okay, yee. can we get like a bale bale? Like, what do you want? You guys should have a squad chant. You guys have a squad chant? <laughs> you're not going to be seen. You're just being heard. <laughs> it's how she responds to stress. Stress, yeah. She's okay, believe down. us. There's two other ladies in the room yeah. um, that came here for support. Moral support. They're all also a part of what we're going to be talking about today, too. Though. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, what's the first of all, what's the squad interaction? Like, wh- what are they doing here? Like, why do you guys need them here? So we're roommates. We're best friends. Um, we do everything collectively together <laughs> as, as a group. So. Where are you guys roommates? 
Uh, in DC. Uh, you go yeah. to... We go to George Washington University, so okay, we're all cool. students. Yeah, nice. we're in our senior year. So do, have you guys been together for like four years? Um, parts of us have, so... Kind of. Yeah. Okay, so you all ended up collectively being in the same room now. Yeah. Awesome. Did you guys choose this? Yeah. So you yeah. guys like to be around each other all the time? Sometimes. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's kind of everybody's roles? Like, we've been we've been really um, on this, like, whole personality trait thing. Okay. But, like, what's the sort of dynamic yeah, of everybody? Like, um, is there, like, an alpha? Is there... I don't think... I'm a, I'm a mom... Yeah, I think okay. I think I share. Well, okay, so Priya and I the collectively. The alpha speaks. Well, no, not the alpha. It's always, it's yeah, always, yeah. You're gonna cause fights, bro. <laughs> no. After this, we're gonna start fighting. Like, I was the alpha. I don't think with girls there are alphas. They're just like roles oh, you play alpha. to fill. Yeah. 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 Have, you seen, have yeah. you seen Mean Girls? Yeah, but is that <laughs> reality? Life. I feel like that's you not. know that's supposed to be um, in Illinois, and they do Illinois state competitions in Evanston. Please, it's at UIUC. Wait, what do they do? Like the the math competitions, the oh. math league. The, you know the end yeah. that they have their math league competition. They have it in the wrong theater. I was really personally offended. Wow. Actually, so <laughs> you guys are all like South Asian. Yeah. Okay, and from what parts? So, um, Sneha, Priya, and I are all. Telugu, so we're all from Andhra Pradesh, I guess. Priya is also Tamilian, also so she Tamilian. has like that mix. Yeah. Okay, so that's different. very different than what we're used to. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Samya is from North India. Yeah. Okay, okay very UP. cool. From very nice. cool. Um, and do you guys? So you guys all speak similar languages, but not really. Then. So you three speak Telugu and you speak Hindi. Well, Priya speaks Tamil Telugu, Telugu. Yeah, Tamil. like a combo, and then we both speak Telugu. Is that, do you think that that, like, you know, out of uh, the South Asian community that sets you guys apart? Or do you just kind of blend in? Um, I think that in, like, the South Asian community at GW. Sure, yeah. Um, we, I feel like the, everyone is, we're already pretty small. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, when you meet other Southies, you get really excited. Southies. Or at least I do. Like, <laughs> it's just a very, like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get really excited if we meet other Southies. There's more South Southies. Indians, yeah. yeah. Because um, there aren't that many. So how did you guys uh, make it on to Strange Flavors? Like, what are you here to talk to us about? Uh, we created an Instagram page together to talk about the intersectionality of diversity and beauty. The four of you created this together? Yeah, the four okay. of us created this together. When did this yeah. start, by the way? Um, about two months ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what's it called? It's called Rangde. Meaning? Uh, meaning... Uh, give uh, it color. Give it color. Give it color. That's cool. Where'd you come up with that? So, oh my gosh. brunch. <laughs> yeah, we went through a lot of different names. We like the idea of the word spectrum, and we really, and situation, that's like kind of a word that we use a lot, and concept. And we just weren't able to tie any of those words in, and we thought, we were worried that if we used a South Asian language word, it would be exclusive, and it would only revolve around South Asian, the South Asian community, which is not what we were trying to do, but then after some more thought and realizing that us putting it together as South Asians kind of gave it that little background, um, we chose Rangde. So, uh, so what is the basis of Rangde? Okay, so you know that whole nude lipstick fad that was going on where everyone wanted a nude lipstick? Yeah, like Kim Kardashian's line that yeah. came yeah. out of nudes. Yeah, and, and how they didn't. Kylie yeah. Jenner's like mm-hmm. lip kit. Yeah. yeah, and it was this idea that like you would find this lip color that would blend into your skin tone, but it still like looked good. Um, and I really couldn't find one. I'm really dark, and I was just having a lot of issues finding a nude lipstick. And I had to, I finally navigated myself to the like offshoot colors and just brown in general. And that's where I found my version of nude lipstick. And it became this weird thing where it wasn't labeled as nude because I was outside of the skin tone spectrum. And so I really liked that lipstick after I found it. And one day, Prio and I were like just putting on makeup. 
and she tried it out and it was this brownish color but it looked really good and it was just really interesting to see how both of us wore it and they were monumentally different and then Samia came in and was who is even a completely different skin tone and we're all kind of on this nice little spectrum and then she wore it and we saw how the same color that was coming out of the same tube was so different on all of us and that's kind of how that came to be it's, it's so interesting that, that you guys are all sort of like different shades yeah, yeah. which makes it perfect like this was meant to be i guess yeah. what is like the purpose to show this i guess i think the way these products are advertised it's always on a certain skin tone and of a certain look um and we kind of wanted to show the, how the same product looked so different on all of us um and kind of the issues that we face in the beauty industry and uh just like as south asian american women so now what is Rangde? Like what is it, how are you, what are you using it to do? So Rangde kind of grew from that idea. So we're trying to get other people's ideas on what diversity and beauty mean to them. And so Rangde kind of has- Through like social prong. media? Or? Yeah, okay. through just like our Instagram account. We're starting with that. And we have like two prongs. You wanna go into one of them? Yeah, so one of them is uh, we have photo shoots where we uh, come up with themes that we want to do and um, we discuss them. But then we also uh, feature others and ask them their what the intersectionality of diversity and beauty means to them. And um, we feature them on the account as well. Okay, so like w who are some people that you've featured on there and like what are their stories like? So um, one of our friends, Sartu, came on and she is of African heritage and she talked a lot about skin tone and how that tied in and kind of how perceptions of people, um, like just looking at her and talking to her growing up and growing up in the United States with African origin. And we had a few other people too. Yeah, one of our friends, Hirsch, um, he also was featured on our account and he's a, a South Asian male. And so just hearing his perspective was very different as well. He was working with makeup or? No, no okay. not makeup. Just talking no. about? Uh, just talking about how beauty standards beauty in general. Standards, okay. Yeah. For males? Or? Yeah, for males, yeah. Okay, cool. And as a South Asian male, yeah. Yeah, and so the question we ask is very general. It's what, what does diversity and beauty mean to you? And, or what does the intersection of diversity and beauty mean to you? So today, um, we just posted before coming here um, a picture of our friend Sophia, and she talked about how, like, her hijab and what it means to her. And so we try to kind of just pull different people from different communities and see what that means to them, because it's different for everyone. And for us to be a page of diversity and beauty and only representing the South Asian narrative, like, isn't fair. So mm. we give what we can from that side, but we pull from others as well. So yeah. You were talking about how clothing, certain clothing you've been told not to wear, like yeah. lighter clothing because it makes you look darker. That's kind of a problem that we have specifically in like the South Asian yeah, community. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, I, I think it's really annoying. Um, I really like bright colors. I enjoy wearing them and I think it's really, I think it's annoying that you really can't find shades that are bright but also suitable to dark skinned people. Um, and sometimes it's an, it's just annoying to hear those kinds of reactions like, oh, you, why did you wear that? Like, you obviously look darker. Oh, like the, like the lighting isn't suiting you because of your skin tone. Well, has like that ever bothered things. you? It's bothered me. It bothered me a lot when I was little. Um, I grew up in a predominantly, I grew up in, so I was born in northern Wisconsin and then lived in northern Illinois. And so okay. I, was, I was, I was in a very non-diverse area for a long time. And so that did bother me just because that was something that was pointed out actively. Mm. But then I think it started fueling my pride towards dark skin. I'm very proud of dark skin now. Like I talk about it regularly. Um, That's awesome. But I, it took a really long time to get there, especially because of like societal 
influences being like you have to wear dollar colors or you have to do this or you have to do that would you ever be like told to wear certain things to lighten your skin or like wear like lighter makeup or using yeah like like, spreading that haldi on your arms every time i went to india like everyone would be handing me the haldi and be like oh you really got to apply this (laughs) like (laughs) yeah fair and lovely like a huge industry and it's thriving unfortunately it's such like it's such a joke like that's Here. like if you see the commercial for it you would think that you're watching a parody yeah, video. yeah it's like so just rain's yeah. videos are oh like God. literally made like you know a fair and lovely commercial oh, yeah. just like apply yeah. this and your skin will get lighter like yeah but you know it's like we're in a in um in an intellectual uh age where we're like why do we yeah. need to do that like that's yeah. that's not who i am um you were talking earlier about uh a uh, a male that was featured on your page so like yeah. what are some of the um some of the um i guess issues that they have with beauty standards yeah sure so i think males uh have just as many issues with beauty standards as females do mm-hmm. i mean um i think it's less talked about but i think as uh Asian American men, like they're often feminized in the media, um, especially as Indian American men, South Asian American men, um, and that's definitely an issue that uh, many of them face. How? How? How are um, they feminized? Um, well, I think they're very rarely like portrayed as like the like main character. They'll always be like the funny, um, nerdy friend who uh, you know doesn't get girls, and like that's I think usually the stereotype. So. And I think there's even like statistical evidence of just if you look at just people's attraction levels, like a lot of times Asian American men are ranked lower just based on society's like society's perception of them and the way they're portrayed in media, which is a lot like if you look at a lot of different characters being like Rod from the Big Bang Theory, like that's a very like out of all five or four of them, right? Like he's the only one who just like doesn't find anyone and he's very awkward and he can't talk to people. And that perception is just really negative because I feel like it influences that stereotype towards especially South Asian American men as well. And then they're kind of stuck in the stereotype that they're trying to break out of. But it's really hard to. Are there any like physical, uh, you know, um, stereotypes that uh, are portrayed on men? Yeah, I think the like skinny, tall, skinny, tall, lanky and like. Yeah. And I feel like it's like beards are really complicated. I feel like they are like they're. They're just like, really if, yeah, if like a brown dude has a beard, it's a problem. If they don't have a beard, it's a problem. And it's just like a very yeah. like navigating the professional uh, image is also really difficult. Yeah. Because um, I was talking to a friend earlier today who was like, oh, I had to shave off my beard for med school interviews and things like that. And they're like, you know, it's not considered professional, but then it's. I don't know. Yeah. And I feel like that's not true with other nationalities and backgrounds. But I feel like for brown dudes, like having a beard is just. It's very complicated. Yeah. And it's like also you see a brown dude with like a big beard and you know, he gets like ISIS, terrorists. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. But then a white dude is like hipster. It's like, oh, that's yeah. sick. Like, it's like, oh, you don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's funny. So, okay. So what would be considered like out of line for um, as far as like South Asians and the way that they see beauty and like who draws these lines? What do you mean by out of line? Out of the ordinary or like, you know, that might be considered controversial, controversial, inappropriate, whatever it might be. Um, I think clothing is huge. I think there is a really big idea in South Asian beauty to be modest. Um, And I think that and that's I don't think that's a negative thing at all. But I think that when people may dress in a way that they want to and they're perceived by the people around them as negative, that's very problematic. 
because you get really like really dirty terminology that comes with it that's very murky and hard to navigate now is that only like a religious thing or do you think that that's all i think across? that's cultural i think okay. it's an all across thing um i think it's just like background and culture and just how people do things and how they've always done things do you think like it's a lot of people's parents doing this is it like the community um yeah i think standard? it's i think it's a mix mm-hmm yeah, I think it ties into like the '90s female in Bollywood movies. Like, to me, like that was like the stereotype that I was always being compared against. Uh, um, which is, you know, she's like usually helpless. Like, I'm thinking of like Kajol and like DDLJ. You know, uh, just now yeah. speaking of Bollywood, um, do you think that overall, like the perceptions that we get from um, the the leads that we see in Bollywood and like the message that they convey is overall beneficial or detrimental to this, the, the beauty standards that we set within our own communities? I think it depends which age of Bollywood you're talking about. Um, I think you're, there's a lot more diversity now, but back in the day there was not. Everyone looked the same. I think South Indian movies are also a big blame to that as well. Um, diversity in what way? Diversity, definitely in skin tone, that's a big one. Okay. And just also in like personality. I feel like a lot of times you get that, especially in 90s movies with like Kuch Kuch Hotahe mm-hmm. and DDLJ, you get that like helpless female and almost this stalkerish male yeah. with very stalker characteristics, but that was perceived as romance. But that's also negative in South Asian society because people play off of those characteristics. You guys uh, mentioned the significance of jewelry in our culture so like why is that so important too well jewelry is viewed so differently in south asia and we wanted to touch on like the history of that and um how that kind of shaped our experiences here in the u.s um as south asian americans uh, what primarily like are we talking about like, so earrings, yeah. headpieces yeah so um uh two of us did like one north indian um papadi pindi like the headpiece um what's it called tika Tika? Tika. Tika. Yeah. One, yeah. one did a North Indian, one did a South Indian. Um, one, Priya did the South Indian one and Sami did the North Indian one. So you could see kind of the differences uh, regionally. Um, and uh, I was wearing a whole headpiece um, along with uh, the uh, bell-shaped earrings. Um, and Sneha was... Yeah, I did nose rings and just nose pieces in general. Um, yeah, and it was, it was cool research. We got to look and see the significance of it in history and just with like like medicine or like Ayurvedic medicine. And with the North-South contrast, we also did like clothing. Um, in South India, it's very common to put jasmine flowers in your hair, but in North India, it's more common to like cover your head than it is in South India. So we just also, we touched on that as well. I think it's interesting how um, in South Asian culture, doing a nose ring is like very normal. Yeah, very traditional. Here it seemed seems edgy. It's very yeah. edgy, right? It's very odd. Um, you have a nose ring. Yeah, I got my nose pierced in high school, like early, like in sophomore year, and my mom has her nose pierced. My grandma had both sides of her nose pierced. It was a very normal thing. Do they have the giant ones? She or? had um she had like this flower thing here, but also like a little one here. It was oh. very interesting. But yeah, like the big the big yeah. rings, um, which are more prevalent like northern South Asia and like in like if you look at Mughal Empire and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so when I got my nose pierced in, I was in Illinois, one of my teachers came up to me and was like, you must be ashamed of yourself. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. And she was what? like, why are you rebelling from your family? I was like, right. girl, please. Like, <laughs> this is part of my family. Yeah, this is part of my <laughs> This is my like, culture. This is my whole culture. And, and it's, it's been a really important part of me after that, just because 
people won't say anything because they're like, oh, you're brown. You have your nose pierced. But then other people will be like, oh, my God. Yeah, I got my nose pierced, too, because I'm edgy and cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Now it's like now a lot of these things, it seems like are cool on, you know, an American side. But like, you know, South Asians have been doing something for a long time. We were talking about beards earlier, like the whole beard oil thing. That's that's another thing. Right. So there's like all these beard oil stores now. Yeah. But when, uh, you know, when you're growing up in like Desi culture, it's like seen as kind of like gross. Like, why are you putting oil in your yeah, beard? Exactly. So what, what are some other things that you kind of see that are like, you know, this double standard we get? Well, I think bindis as well. Yeah. Um, when you look at Coachella, which is happening right now, oh, like man. it's so common to see girls wearing bindis and, you know. Which is like the. Which is, yeah, the, the, like little, do, uh, the little dot, the dot stick on, on your forehead. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a mark of like a Hindu woman. So we wear bindis when we go to the temple, and it's like a traditional thing. But there, they do it for music festivals, and it's just really to look exotic. Yeah, yeah it's, exotic, it's to yeah. look exotic. And yeah. um, there's also like coconut oil. A lot of people and coconut water and milk and stuff too. That's a very common thing in South Asian history and culture. But people now are going to Whole Foods and buying like 12 to $15 bottles of coconut oil. Yeah, they are expensive. Yeah, they are. And then you go down to like your local Subji Mundi and get it for like $2, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's funny because when you're little and, and you have coconut oil in your hair and you have it braided and you go to school, people make fun of you because it smells weird or mm. something. It looks but then shiny. It looks shiny. It looks like your hair is oily. And, and then now it's like, oh my God, this is super beneficial. Or like Holly and lattes. Like this turmeric. new Holly, like turmeric latte mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Like Starbucks now loves yeah. their turmeric lattes. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh my God, turmeric? Yeah. Wow, that's so new. And, and that's we're like, like what not. we used to drink when we were sick growing up. And yeah. Like, I don't want to drink it's, that turmeric milk. <laughs> it's so funny. It's yeah. a weird time. Is it actually good though? Do you know? Yeah, it's actually really, like, it boosts your immune system. It's really good. I mean, for it you. doesn't taste good. It doesn't no one taste does it for good. the taste. No, the Starbucks one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, oh, you tried it? Yeah. <laughs> I, was int- I, was, I was curious. <laughs> I wanted to like, see how it compared with my mom's, you know? Uh, but okay. um, yeah, you definitely don't do it for the taste, but like health-wise, it's good. I mean, in our apartment, we do like Haldi shots. So when we're sick, you literally take yeah. the bottle of Haldi, open it, pour it dry into your mouth and oh, soak wa- like, it with water. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, that sounds like the cinnamon challenge. It's, yeah. It is, but this is like the beneficial. Actually, like I was sick a few weeks ago. I ate the whole bottle of Haldi and our, we just like keep getting new ones because we just use it a lot. It's wow. crazy. Um, so, well, when it comes to like, you know, celebrities sort of taking interest um, or like the mainstream media taking interest in South Asian culture, like what do you guys think about where the line is when it comes to either honoring the culture or like appropriating it? I think that depends on whether they're understanding the, where the history is and like whether they're honoring the history of it and the tradition of it and or if they're using it for their own purposes and um, trying to put it into their image of being like edgy or whatever. Okay. Definitely. And I think... Um, what was that music video with Beyonce and Coldplay? Oh, Coldplay, Coldplay yeah. for the weekend. Yeah, the for the weekend. yeah, and and they were like, "Oh, Beyonce's a Bollywood princess." And if you look at her outfit, you're like, "Where? What movie what did I see that clothes?" Yeah, and and there's a lot of. I think the biggest one that really annoys me is a lot of celebrities will do music videos where like rishis and Hindu sages will be smoking pot. Or they'll be smoking pot in temples because it's like a cool location to film. But you don't you don't do that in a church. So why are you doing that with a very prominent part of South Asian culture? Like that's very disrespectful. And and if it was used in any other context, it would be very like looked down upon a lot. But like celebrities will kind of take that narrative and turn it so that it's cool and edgy and hipster. And I feel like a lot of like hipster ideas come from South Asian identities. 
So what do you think is an ideal way to push the culture out there? Because these are faces, you know, Beyonce and Kim Kardashian, all them. These are faces that we see all the time. Right. But if they're doing something related to South Asian culture, does that in a way normalize it? Or is that like still kind of like, no, this is not the way we want to be depicted? I I think it depends on the depiction. Okay. Yeah. It very much depends on like whether they're doing it with integrity and like being true in their depiction. So we've talked about Kim Kardashian doing the Vogue, India Vogue. Yeah. Issue. So, what were you guys' thoughts of that? Because we've we've talked about it amongst ourselves, but we got to ask the beauty experts over here. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, experts is a. I think what's interesting about that is the sari she was wearing um, was a Sabiasachi sari. You know, he is a prominent Indian Which designer. Uh, Which is her dress? Well, yeah, he's a oh, yeah, designer. Designer, yeah, he's a designer. Yeah, of uh, Indian luxury wear, and um, so. In, in terms of that, like, I, I don't think there is an issue with it. Like, she was asked to do it by Indian Vogue, and they chose the clothes for her. It's, like, an Indian team choosing the, the clothes and with an Indian designer. Um, so I, I, I don't think that's so problematic. Yeah, I think, I think it definitely, I can see why there's controversy there, but I think the power in that power dynamic was in the people who were being represented. And I think that's usually where, with celebrities, we get pulled away, like, I'm assuming that in him for the weekend there were no South Asians in that production process or even if there were like I don't think the power was in their hands right it's all about a power dynamic there's always a power dynamic and it depends who has that who has that role. Can you talk about the Eurocentric idea because I don't feel like you guys talked about that. So I think that with beauty and also perceiving yourself there's a very big idea of Eurocentric beauty and that not only does that heighten like skin tone but it also heightens body type and clothing and and there's a lot of very specific factors that go along with eurocentric identity and again that's that's a culture that people have adopted but i think that for a lot of places there's a lot of this there's a lot of forced assimilation and that comes from a concept of being colonized and colonialism and that's another power dynamic it's who has power in that situation the colonizers or the, the traditional people so with that especially like if you look in in south asia before partition and before the split when the british were there the people who they respected most were upper class and dressed like them and adopted their cultural identity and naturally i guess you see those upper class people moving abroad and going to different places and trying to tie that assimilation into their family and i think that's a really big idea of eurocentric beauty and i think now finally because south asian I think South Asians, especially in the United States, maybe not in the UK, because that's a completely other story, but in the United States, we've been here past a generation where our parents' generation was a little more about assimilation. It was about trying to survive in a new environment where you're not just a minority, you're like a minority within a minority. But now it's this generation of us rising back up and fighting against those standards that our parents were set, which can also cause tension between like our generation and their generation. Real quick, on that, um, I, I hear that sometimes and I can't help but to wonder like, what can white people do about that? Like society feels like, you know, just remove them from this aspect and replace them with colored people or something. But like, is there something that they can do to help out and still- I think it's a lot about trying to make sure that they understand. And, and this is with, with brown people in the black community too. You know, there's always different layers of different things and adopting different standards but it's making sure you know where those standards are coming from and you understand who you need to help push upwards. You're not supposed to raise your own voice, you're supposed to help others raise their voices. 
Yeah. Right. I also think of uh, when we were talking about celebrities and everything. Uh, Pharrell uh, yeah. launched that like holy collection. I mean, why why holy? Like, why did he pick holy? Yeah. What like, connection did he have with yeah. it? If he wanted something colorful, like, just use the word colorful. Like, why does holy like? There's so much more to holy than just throwing colors. You know, there's there's bringing in new light and a bonfire, and there's so many more aspects to it. But it, we're, if we're pulling out the one popularized idea from it that's not representing holy that's just rep- i guess just like, like i mean i was following his instagram and it was like he was in india and he felt really connected to the uh, people and the culture and everything and i guess wanted and to then, put like a good light on it yeah i guess i guess from his perspective he's like all right this is really cool and he had never maybe heard of it right, right and he's yeah. like okay like i want to i guess maybe it's the fact that he's like selling that idea yeah. maybe that's what it is and i think it's it's a religious festival right and so whenever they're selling this idea about holy holy they forget that it's a religious like they forgot the religious aspect completely so but i wonder also like if you know any any famous indian american actor or whatever musician was doing the same thing you, you know would he or she get backlash for it probably not well probably not as much like I if th- nav the rapper was like I feel like he would more. Yeah, if you yeah. yeah, if Nav, if Nav was doing like a Christmas line, like it, See, people that'd no, be no, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying, if Nav was doing like a holy line, yeah, no. would it be like, oh yes, finally we have representation, or would it be like, no, Nav, you can't sell. Nav, holy. no. <laughs> I think it. I think it depends who you talk to. Um, like I know there are people who are upset. I think there's a movie coming out about like a Bangladeshi, like, um, pilot, and that they cast a Pakistani guy and so like there were Bangladeshis mm. who were upset because they're like there's a lot of tension why are you doing that like we're disappointed in him for taking the role then there's other people who are saying good we're getting more South Asian representation this is a popular movie we have we have a dude that's in there for us so it also depends on who you talk to like I think yeah there could be backlash because Holy is a religious festival but I think if there's a brown person taking ownership of it like it really just depends on who you're talking to and their perspective that's like Aladdin where people were so upset over like the ethnicity or like you know where what exact country they're from or how how much they're attached to that country yeah so sometimes it feels like you know there's there's a lot of confusion there even within our own communities because some people think it's okay some people don't Mm. um do you think that people are oversensitive at times and like how do you guys avoid uh getting into like these small little arguments and focusing on the overall picture well, I think it's important that we think deeply about these things and we're having the conversation today. Um, I think sometimes people boycott things kind of extremely and that's, I don't know, it gets a bit extreme. But uh, I think generally I agree with the people who have the criticism and not with the oversensitive thing. Like, I don't think people are being oversensitive at all. Yeah, definitely. And I think that oversensitivity, I don't know, it's it's a complicated idea because when you're oversensitive, you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'm being dramatic. But in the end, maybe you're not being dramatic. And this is something that actually hurt you and actually like caused you some kind of mm-hmm. stress. And so in that case, like if it's altering your daily state, then something you're allowed to be upset over. So, um, okay, so you guys said how it's all like rooted and started with beauty and everything. Do you guys think that you're meeting kind of the milestones that you wish to see in the beauty industry? Or do you think that there are certain things that you want to see coming up? Like, what do you think is missing and what do you wish is there? Or um, do you think we're there? I really don't think we're there. I think um, hair might be the next big movement. Um, natural hair is still not the norm, especially for black models on the runway. And 
yeah, I think growing up there was always like a need to like straighten your hair a lot and um, try to conform to. Definitely, I think sometimes there's like, if you look at sick women, they wear really long hair and they grow their hair out a lot. But sometimes people are like, wait, why is it so long? But then if a woman has short hair, well, why is it so short? You know, so it's that general idea of accepting. Um, but yeah, hair is a big one that like hasn't really been, it's, I think right now it's a lot about shades and tones. Um, I think like hair in general, body hair is also a really big one that yeah. hasn't been like hit yet. What about eyebrows? Sorry, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Eyebrows are eyebrows the bait of everyone's yeah. <laughs> But it's interesting because eyebrows have a like a very special place, I think, in amongst like <laughs> South Asian American women. Like, you know, I think it was like a rite of passage to you like get, get your eyebrows, eyebrows done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely. I think it's funny too because I think eyebrow threading has also now become really popular. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it like, out yeah. in, like, you know, yeah. South Asian communities. It's like, we get our eyebrows threaded. This is how it works. Other <laughs> people are like, oh my God. Like, And it's it's funny because when you go somewhere and you see someone with like really, really, because South Asians tend to have like pretty like thick eyebrows and like shaped eyebrows. And it's just funny. I've taken my friends with me and they're like, okay, like, well, how do you get your eyebrows done? I was like, I'm very specific. Like, these are all things that have to stay intact. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's another like South Asian thing that started and kind of made its way here. It's interesting how eyebrows went from like, like the bushy eyebrows. We had them all as kids and it was like the worst thing. But then we ended up having like the best eyebrows after we got them done. Mm-hmm. And like you hit that puberty point and that, that's when brows blew up in yeah. the beauty industry. So then we were like, you know, shining like, all over the brain. We got the right timing. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> it's like one thing we had the right yeah, time yeah, for. for. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Lily Singh, I feel like is doing a lot um, who's superwoman on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. With like, I see so many comments, any video that she ever posts is like, oh my God, your hair. And she keeps it very long. She and does. She's sick and oh, like, yeah. um, so that's that's pretty cool. And she's like the face, I mean, at, at least for a while, she was like the face of YouTube. Oh, she was. Yeah. All over everything. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and she has a lot of stuff coming out and she's a huge voice. Um, and I think there's a lot of other people, like Deepika Mutiala. She's a new, not new, she's been around, um, but she's a beauty She's like a beauty person who does makeup and stuff. She's South Indian. Um, She started this little organization called Live Tinted. And they do, I think it's like they pick a theme a week. And so this week is noses. And it's like nose shapes and just being proud of your nose. And it's just a really nice, it's like cool. And they did shades and they do all sorts of things too. Did you guys ever hear like, you know, as South Asians, like um, kids get their noses shaped by the grandmothers i've heard that (laughs) i don't understand but like my mom's told me that people were like oh you know your cousin like he used to have a really big nose but then your grandmother like (laughs) shaped shaped his nose this is a word i don't know have you heard of that yeah Yeah. i've heard head head shapes and babies they'll massage their head to get a certain certain head shape which actually like scientifically you're not supposed to do that to a baby because their brain needs to grow in there you're over here shaping the size that your palm is in oh no um i could have used some shaping but It's funny. Um, are you guys excited for the brown renaissance? Do you think that that's a real thing? Like with all these brown people popping up? Oh in my God, totally. Media? Yeah, it's totally a thing. I think growing up, like we didn't see any brown people on TV at mm. all. Um, if I saw someone in like the back of an advertisement, I'd be like, whoa, look, look, there's a brown <laughs> person on TV. Um, they don't belong there. <laughs> Just because it was, it was so out of the blue. But I, it's really great, like the strides that they've made in like, the last decade. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot. There's a lot that needs to be done. Definitely. Um, I think looking at the UK is a really cool model. Um, the UK has grown so much. There's a lot of brown people. You have South Hall. You have... Um, it's an older community. Yeah, you have a Muslim mayor. You have a lot of people who are 
big in the UK who are huge South Asian, Arab, and because of that movement towards the UK. But also within that community, you still see like a lot of representation and you see a lot of representation in different places. And I think we just don't have the population yet and the means, but I think we're on the right track, guys. Yeah. yeah. You guys definitely made us think about a lot of different things. Um, is these Are these all going to be sort of topics that you think that will come out of Rangde? Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. That's our goal. The more you talk to people. I'm yeah. really excited to see all the different stories because you guys already seem like you... Inst- you guys said it's like based in South Asian culture, but you guys started off with like a guy yeah. and like a Muslim girl. And so mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that you guys aren't just keeping it within the shades, but with yeah. everything. I like that. Yeah, we're trying. We're trying to represent as many people as possible. Awesome. Well, we look forward to seeing more out of it and see what you know comes out of it, especially when you guys part ways yeah. hopefully you keep it going yeah. please keep it going we're gonna try the squad is lit oh thanks you guys have four different places to focus on yeah that. now we have so many more people um we always finish off the podcast with the most important question um and this determines everything so okay. shamir if you could just how do we do? uh if you <laughs> both could describe yourself in any flavor what flavor would it be and why individual flavors right or collective, unless cream? you guys have like of ice cream of or anything. Like it could be anything. You know. are, are you going to do a communal choice? Are we doing a communal? Are we doing a squad? Does the squad want to be in on this? Choice. Yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah. Yes. squad yeah. jump on if the couch. If it's individual, they have to yeah. be included. Squad too. jump yeah, on the yeah, couch. Yeah, jump on the couch. Yeah, 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 Okay. This is so funny. It's I like a movie it. scene. <laughs> it's like a movie scene right now. This is amazing. You know those like Cameron? You know those Cameron? Some of them are disagreeing. Okay. All right. Okay. What'd you pick? Bailpuri. Bailpuri. Can you describe what that is? Yeah. Absolutely. Describe the flavor. It's street food. Um, you get a little bit of everything. You know, you get that tamarind chutney, but you also get that, which is like sweet. You also get that mint chutney. And then you get, if you get potato in there, that's like soft, but then you get the, the actual, base is crunchy. Yeah. And so, and then you can have that yogurt for that cool, but then you still get the spiciness from the other chutneys. You know, it's that combination. So it really represents South Asian diversity. Oh, okay. wow. So that yeah. describes Rangde. That's yeah. Like the fl- that's what you guys are going for. Awesome, awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Thank this was a lot of fun. And we wish you the best of luck. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. And for everybody listening, this has been another week, another flavor, a little less stranger. We'll talk to you next week. Oh.